Hello, how's it going? Scott here, and today I'm going to be jumping into track two of the album. Now, if you didn't know, we're actually uploading the entire album for The Divine King Project. We're uploading it onto the the podcast channels as well. So here, obviously, uh, where you're listening to it, but also over on the podcast YouTube channel that we've got. If you didn't know about that, just go to SBL. Uh, yeah, go to YouTube and just write in SBL Podcast. You'll find us over there and you can watch the video. Um, and what we're doing this a little bit differently, um, or a little bit different even, is that we're uploading the album onto all of the podcast channels so you can listen to it there. But also, I'm doing like a breakdown and synopsis after we've listened to the track so you can kind of get into my head of what I was thinking, how I was thinking about it. And just I'm just like outlining, you know, yeah, outlining cool stuff as the track plays through, um, because it's easy to easy to miss some of this stuff. Um, now, the full album is already out. If you want to go to Spotify or you know wherever else you listen to music, Apple Music and stuff like that, you can go listen to the entire album, um, which is for, like all nine tracks. But we're also again we're kind of um, releasing these. Uh, we're rolling these, the, the synopsis breakdowns, we're rolling these out over nine weeks. And that's in alignment with what we're doing over on the main YouTube channel, which is, which is uploading a live video recording of each of the tracks every single week. Um, so if you haven't checked out, go, go over to the SBL YouTube channel, the main one, and you will be able to see Wired Telemetry that we're jumping into today. And you'll also be able to see the full live recording of Game Theory, which is the track that we uh, we jumped into on the podcast last week. Um, that's up on the YouTube channel. And again, we're going to be releasing those videos over the next, well, nine weeks, but it'll be eight weeks now. Um, now, with that said, we're about to listen to the, uh, the, the new track that we've just released over on the YouTube channel. Um, it's called Wired Telemetry. It's the second track off the album. And if you want the, all of the tab notation, we've done a ebook for you. Again, it's completely free to get the ebook, all of the fingerings and stuff like that. All you need to do is go to scottsalbumbonus.com and you'll be able to get it there. So with that said, here is Wired Telemetry. Let's jump in and then we will get into the synopsis. See you in a bit.
Okay, so that's the track. And as you can hear, there's various sections in it. Some of them are kind of funky. And my approach was, you know, in alignment or hopefully in alignment with that. And then some of it is like these bonkers unison sections where we're all playing together and it's like a dare gone wrong. Okay. Um, now, before we start listening to any sections of the track, 
um, I'm just going to talk about my tone and my approach to tone. In the previous track, which was called Game Theory, I really went hard on the bridge pickup. Um, if you don't know, I used a yellow F-Bass BN5, the banana bass. Many of you know that bass. Um, and on that specific bass, the bridge pickup and the neck pickup have separate volumes. So on the previous track, I had 100% bridge on and maybe like 10 or 20% of the neck pickup on. Um, so really, predominantly just bridge pickup. Whereas on this track, I'm not doing that. Um, it's a little bit of a warmer sound on this track, and that is because I've got 100% bridge pickup and I've got around 70% um, neck pickup. And that is kind of what I did for most tracks throughout the entire album, in all honesty. I had the bridge pickup 100% on and then just backed off the neck pickup a little bit. Again, you know, two around, so I was like using the neck pickup right around 70%. But it's very, you can still feel that like a lot of bridge pickup in the sound, but hopefully it's just a little warmer than just a bridge pickup soloed. Um, now, in terms of the... Uh, well, should we listen to the first section of the track? Um, it, it's really cool. Like, I just love the the melody of this track. It's really kind of Brecker Brothers, you know, Michael Brecker, Randy Brecker. Back in the day, Will Smith used to play with them. Very legendary band. Um, and this this melody really, for me, came from, you know, the Brecker Brothers, that influence, the Brecker Brothers influences. You can hear it throughout. And what I tried to do with the bass line is really create something which was tight had a 16th note type of feel to it like not like full-on jaco pistorius um not that uh, but had a flavor had a sprinkling of that in it um so there's definitely some sort of like 16th note lines in there but i also wanted to make it interesting and at the same time supportive for everybody that was playing for the melody i didn't want to get in the way of the melody and hopefully hopefully i did that so you will hear this kind of like funky in its approach definitely some sprinklings of that 16th note jaco pistorius maybe you're like rocco pastia maybe more jaco to be honest um but sprinklings of that in there with enough to keep bass players like you interested but at the same time I'm not getting in the way of anybody. And that is, I think, the balance that is sometimes difficult. Making sure that you're coming up with a baseline that's interesting, it's creative, it's saying something, but also it's not getting in the way of anything else. So let's listen to the uh, the first section um, of that baseline. <laughs> Melody comes in very Brecker Brothers. So good. And again. Through the melody again. That thing there, that little like this bop thing, that was like something I, I think I got that from like Jacko or somebody like that. Let's listen to this again. 
I'll point it out. Now. Yeah. Now this bit, all of that's been in 4-4. Yeah. Shall I count it for you just so you can hear that, just in case? Two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, two, three, four, two, three, four, two, three, four. Now, when we hit these stabs, it's actually it changed a little bit. Check it out. I'm just going to rewind it for you a little bit. Here we go. Well, actually, for the first section, it's in four, but then it goes into three. Check it out. Here we go. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, 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 one, two, three. And then we're into the bass solo. Now again, if you want the tab and notation for this so you can follow along, just go to Scott's um dot com and you can get it there completely free okay just go get it um okay now jumping into the uh the bass solo this is like just c7 <laughs> which is easy in in some ways or sounds simple it's not easy actually it sounds simple oh it's just c dominant seven forever but what i find is that it it sometimes is more difficult than you might imagine because it doesn't give you any any real shape to it it's just like an o a vast open space do with this what you want <laughs> you know like ah so the way that i thought about this is i wanted to really set like a bluesy vibe going um and and i think i i you know pretty much nailed it um and to do that really i'm using just the blues scale like a c minor blues scale so the interesting thing here is that the the chord i'm playing over is a is a major chord it's a c major dominant chord which is built out of like c e g and b flat but the scale i'm using is a minor scale okay so which is so you get a little bit of tension in there it's a very common thing to do so i'm just using a c minor pentatonic scale now if you are a member of sbl please go log in i've created like a 40 minute masterclass like workshop teaching this track all on in fact well you might already know by now but we're releasing an entire or have released an entire course where i'm teaching all of the tracks from the album so i I sit there with my bass and I play through all of this stuff and I talk about the specific licks I played and the scales I played and I show you how to play them and all of that stuff. So go log in if you're a member. If you're not a member, you can go grab a free trial. Go get a free trial and check some of this stuff out. It'd be really worth your while. Now, let's jump into the uh, the bass solo. I'm going to speak through it. Let's go. <laughs> note the amount of space i'm leaving okay let's just listen to that one more time space 
can hear that space again with like, like a big load of space right there uh, space 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 oh. bit of a line there that angular plane out there so what I'm trying to, I'm like throwing ideas out here. I'm trying to make it edgy in terms of like like spiky in my approach to this, like uh, from a phrasing point of view. And I think it's it sounds. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with how it sounds, and that's actually unlike me. Uh, line. Okay, so now what you'll find if you're if you if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this doesn't sound like a blues scale anymore, it's because it's not. What I'm doing here is, and again, this isn't sort of like pre-planned now. I'm like, oh, I will play a G melodic minor scale here, and I will play. It's just you. You got to go within the moment, and that's it. You've just got to go with it in the moment, and that is exactly what I did. So it's improvised, right? But I've done this enough that I'm kind of going for a sound rather than yeah rather than thinking i will play this here and this here i'm like my i'm trying to link up my ideas that's really what's going on here i'm playing something that i'm trying to link it up to the next idea and then the next idea and each idea really defines what's coming ahead does that make sense each idea defines what's coming ahead what i'll do is um let's listen to it one more time i'm going to point out the ideas okay and there's certain bits where they're much more defined. And then I'm going to get into the section that we were just about to get into, which is like quite melodic minery. And I'm going to talk about why I do that. Check this out. So this is, these are like rhythmical ideas. Like they're idea, like rhythmic ideas, right? And I went, and then I do the same thing again. I'm like, oh, I'm going to play that again. Check it out. There we go. Now I'm going back to sort of like the where I originally started, but I'm just going to fill it out a little bit more. Lose your scale again. Now I want to get back up to, to uh, like back up the fingerboard, and I use this angular kind of outline to get there and if you remember i do show you exactly how to do this okay but here it is i've got a bass now obviously but here's the angular line moving back up now i'm back up again right on top of that g string now you'll hear at this section there's a couple of uh, like lines that are very kind of uh, you can hear the ideas check this out each idea should be linked 
And then I played the same thing up a semitone, and then I go back down a semitone, you know, like all of these ideas are linked here. Now, up a semitone, down a semitone. Now here, like really now I'm thinking I'm moving into this more melodic minor type of t tonality. So again, the chord is C7, but what I'm really thinking here is G melodic minor, um, which is a, it's, so the scale, if you wanted to play a scale over this, over a C7 tonality, the scale you would use is C mixolydian, okay? C mixolydian. Sorry for no non-theory heads out there, but just stick with me, okay? The scale you would use is C mixolydian. That's the, the correct scale, okay? But what you can do is get a C mixolydian and the fourth note of it, you can sharpen it, which, you know, right? So instead of like a, a C mixolydian, you get a C mixolydian with a raised or sharp four, okay? It's called a... Um, uh, it's what's it called a uh, Lydian dominant scale okay sorry forgetting my name it's called a Lydian dominant scale so you could play a C Lydian dominant scale but I don't think about it like that I actually just think about it as G melodic minor and so it's exactly the same scale C Lydian dominant scale is exactly the same as G melodic minor and it's just easier for me to think it, I find it easy for me to think about the melodic minor scale okay so G melodic minor so this is what all of this stuff that is about to happen if it sounds like it's not a C blues scale it's because it's not it's because it's G melodic minor um, and what I also do is use a bit of chromaticism in there as well check this out <laughs> So all of that was G melodic minor, and then I'm going to pause it, and then I just take one phrase and move it down chromatically. Here it is. This is all G melodic minor. All G. Now I go bop, bop, bop. Now this is where I play something, and then I start just moving it down chromatically, just randomly, honestly. Here we go. So I was just moving it down randomly until I sort of like hit a note that worked there. And now I'm back into G melodic minor. I love that was my that was my favorite bit of the solo actually. That that where because it's like so obviously G melodic minor, but check it out. sharp there. Boom. Here we go. It's the guitar solo. Now I'm just trying to keep it super simple here. All super simple. Simon sounding amazing. Now we're coming to some stabs. 
one two three 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 now this is into the sax solo now the sax solo is different to the bass solo and the guitar solo it all kind of so for the bass solo i'm playing over an open c dominant seven for the uh, for the next section, for the, the guitar solo, we just it's like a one to four to five progression. You know, three chords, three chords, maybe. And then, but for the uh, for the sax solo, I actually start playing uh, the original, like what I played under the melody, right at the top of the song. But Dave is playing over different chords, uh, different chords, which it's why it sounds like he's really up in the heavens here, playing some very crazy extensions it sounds like that because he is check this out uh, and i should say in david's solo i took a different approach to when i was playing the the, the with the melody right at the top of the tune with that with, when i was playing the melody at the top of the tune i was trying to like it was like tight approach like 16th type of vibes you know or sprinklings of it whereas here even though i'm playing the same around the same chords i'm being much more just i guess sort of like i'm just putting not putting as much notes in i'm just leaving way more space for david to do his thing check it out Lots of space in the bass here. And again. Well, I snuck that in. Now, here we go into another stab, stab section, and this is where... There's just this monster line. It's a monster line. If you want to check it out, obviously go to scottsalbumbonus.com. You'll be able to get it free, all the tab notation there. But it was a real beast. And the first time I played, the first time I heard this and the first time I played through it, I actually thought I'm not going to be able to play this. This is above my technique level. It's, uh, but I was wrong. And there was a process I just had to go through to be able to nail it. And, um, yeah, and it was uh, so I was really happy that, it, and it wasn't actually it didn't take me you know too long to actually get it under my fingers. Um, just worked on it for a you know couple of couple of practice sections, and it, it was nailed down. So, and in the in the course over on SBL, if you remember, I do show you all of the fingering and specifically the sections that I broke it into to really nail it down. But anyway, let's jump into the, you know, let's jump in so we can hear it and you can hear what a monstrosity of a line it is. It's just such a beast. I absolutely love it. Here we go. Here we go. And now I'm really just playing exactly how I did at the top of the album. I mean, the top of the track. Nice and tight. Bit for Phil, maybe? Woo! Gurgo taking it to the ride symbol there. I'm keeping it nice and tight, actually. 
Here we go. This is where Gergo goes completely bonkers and everybody's just hanging on for dear life. Gergo's like an angry bear. so good um yeah so anyway thanks for listening today um as always as i've been saying throughout if you want to get the tab and notation for this just go to scottsalbumbonus.com you'll be able to grab it there also if you want me to teach you this stuff and also get the uh the play along tracks well the actual tracks so you can be me in this band if you want to feel what it feels like to play with these players playing these songs you can get all of the um all of the backing tracks as well and all of the the big <laughs> the big hefty tutorials where i'm sitting teaching you this stuff you can get it inside the sbl membership okay and you can take a free trial for Da, 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 free uh, so just go to scottsbasslessons.com you'll be able to grab it there and uh, yeah and hopefully i'll see you on the inside now with that said let's call it i will see you next week for another breakdown um, of an album track next week we're going to be looking at silent delineation which is an absolute killer track um, and i had such fun doing it as well so with that said i'll see you next week bye